Welcome back to episode 25 of Officially Unofficial. We are here with a special guest. He is a former Oklahoma State Cowboy and current Seattle Mariners shortstop, Donnie Walton. What is up, Donnie? What's going on? Thanks for having me on the show. There it is. Crystal clear. If people don't know this, people don't talk about the dedication. It's 8 o'clock p.m. here. We're recording this shit in Ontario. We had a little, we had a little scenario here that cut out earlier, a little bad audio, but now we're starting it back again. Let's start it out with Oklahoma State. Let me mention the stats for the listeners at home here, to, just to show you how much of a, a stud this guy was in college. Donnie hit 315 with 11 bombs and 135 RBIs in his career and was named to three all-Big 12 first-team teams, if that makes sense to the English there. I don't even know. So can we start the narrative for you that you put the Big 12 in your back pocket? Oh, I don't know, man. I, I, there's a lot of good players in the Big 12. Um, you know, I'm just trying to make a name for myself. I think Big 12 gets overlooked sometimes, so, uh, you know, you kind of got to represent for your conference. Yeah, and when you're at Oklahoma State, obviously it's a massive school, massive school. Can we talk about a little bit of the off-baseball field stuff? Let's talk about the party aspect of it. Let's say a recruit's listening to this. What is it like off the field at OK State? It's amazing, man. The, there's a bunch of Greek life going on. Um, I mean, it's a small, small campus and town and everything's compact together so i mean it, it's it's not a bad area to you know walk around on campus there's there's definitely a lot of things going on um the bar scene's amazing there's just one strip uh of bars that everybody goes to um i'll shout out to murphy's that's pretty much where you see most of our guys guys at the we call it the palms they have palm trees in the back um that's probably the most most popular bar is called murphy's and then if you want to get your dancing on your two-stepping on you go to outlaws and it's just down the street okay let's talk about the two-step because i have a bone to pick are you i went to school in nebraska as most of the listeners know do you are you the kind of guy that's going to pull out cowboy boots a cowboy hat wherever you go (laughs) no so i'm the guy that knew how to two-step but i'm two-stepping in my vans and jeans and a t-shirt (laughs) <laughs> so that so that's how you could definitely point me out for sure where does the baseball team get after it though like are you guys cranking beers after games or just having fun with the boys you know i, I during the there's there's a time and place for sure um but yeah after a weekend series yeah for sure we're all getting together um and i think right before series we always get together uh like our thing was wednesday nights um they had a huge thing on Wednesday nights. You probably see, you know, we had our whole team um, out there having a good time right before uh, Thursday practice, and then we, you know, took off for the weekend. So, for whatever reason, Wednesday was a huge night at, you know, Stillwater, Oklahoma. They call it Will Wednesday. Will Wednesday. Shout out so Will Wednesday. So, you, yeah, Will Wednesday at Eskimo Joe's. You spin the wheel, you can, like, get free keg for like an hour or two dollar um you know two dollar drinks or 250 pitchers or something stupid like that but that's where we went man i'll be honest if i'm a recruit right now and i'm listening to this and oklahoma state's offered me i'm all in i'm, I'm buying it <laughs> so you're telling me you get a keg and you just get an hour of the keg whatever you could do whatever so, so it's, it's yeah it's this it's this big big bar um you know, two-story level bar, and so they'll spin the wheel, and then they, you see what it lands on, and every, I mean, it's a, it's a shit show going straight to the bar, and uh, and you just get, you know, and they get these Joe cups, and they're pretty solid Joe cup, like a cup, I'd say about like 16 ounces, and then, you know, you get a free beer for, I don't know if it was about an hour, but like for 20 minutes, um, they just compact as many people as they can and get a free drink. Really? So, so, do you baseball players get privileges? Because we talked about this earlier. Do, are you the kind of are, are the baseball players skipping the lines? People are flipping you guys off. Is that how it goes? Uh, nah, I mean, I think at times if you got to know the bouncer and they see you there and like you you see him off uh, off the bar scene, you see him on campus, whatever, and you kind of shoot the shit with them and be his friend they'll help you out a little bit but you know there wasn't too much about that you know like you had to wait in line just like everybody else and you know even our football guys i mean you could they try to do the same thing try to be the guy's friend be the bouncer guy's friend but you know 
not too often they let guys through, even like our starting quarterback, uh, Rudolph. I mean, we saw him, you know, try to do the same thing. He had a weight line just like us. <laughs> I can't even imagine Mason Rudolph yeah. in line with the guy studying accounting and the starting quarterback is in the line grinding with him. <laughs> just grinding, man. I mean, you, that's all you got to do. You got you to make, you know, make friends and be boys with the bouncer and then you kind of, you know, he'll, he'll let you through, so. Um, no, man, we were grinding just like everybody else. Yeah. And this, this is a, this is a big 12 podcast. I'll be honest. We're pro big 12, pro big 10. We've had a lot of guys from the university of Texas on this podcast. And when I asked them, I say, who's one team that you guys hate? And they always say, Oklahoma. not Oklahoma state. Who's one team that you guys hate in the big 12 or even you in general, you fucking hate. I, I mean, when we were playing, you know, I guess not as much now, but when we were playing, the teams that we had the most beef with was definitely Texas and TCU. We play OU, but the thing was, we grew up with all those guys. Um, so you either went to Oklahoma State or, or, or OU. So, like, yeah, it was a rivalry. Like, it was probably the biggest rivalry. We have, like, 12,000 fans at the game just, you know, going nuts. But we truly disliked TCU and Texas. Like, we just we want to kick their ass every time. Yeah, and then, you, you, like I stated earlier with your stats, are you, like, sort of an urban legend at Oklahoma State? Because, I mean, these stats are just incredible. Like, when you go back there, are people just going bananas for you or what? No, no. I try to keep it a cool, calm, and collective attitude. And I didn't try to hype myself up or anything like that. I just wanted to be, you know, with the boys and – you know, do our thing. I mean, I guess you get a little bit of notice. You kind of see, you know, people looking at you once or twice. But, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a huge deal over there. Yeah, and, and like I said, we talked about this earlier. I mean, you went in the fifth round after all these stats. I mean, that's kind of – I'm not talking shit. That's kind of a slap in the face. Describe you, – you said you mentioned something about an injury earlier. What happened for you to kind of drop to the fifth round and go a little bit later than most people looking at your stats would expect? Yeah, I mean, um, so junior year comes around, all the scouts are saying top eight rounds, top eight rounds, ready to go. And um, um, I was all cool with that. And then I broke my hand eight first game against Arizona State and was out three and a half, three and a half weeks and uh, came back just fine. Scout said the same thing. Um, draft day comes around and looking at my phone, nothing happening, 10th round, 10th round uh closes and I'm like what the hell just happened and talking my pops talking to my agent and they was like have no word man like didn't expect this and all the scouts were saying sorry that were around my area we didn't think this was going to happen and I was just like just bummed out and uh, so I got a they got a couple calls about teams going 11th round and offer me um, whatever you know uh, not what I was looking towards and I talked with my dad and I said, let's, let's just go back my senior year and go show out. Cause if I do show out my senior year, I could earn the same amount they're offering me right now. And then I could go in the earlier rounds. So, um, you know, it, it lucked out. We, uh, senior year went to Omaha and got drafted in the fifth round. Um, yeah, definitely after what I did my college career, I was kind of upset. You know, I felt like I did a lot. But uh, it's just the way it goes, man. Just ro- roll with the punches. Yeah, and when when you were in Omaha, how how crazy was that to be just be in that atmosphere and that element and see the crowd, like the massive crowd that attends those games. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. And I, I remember playing UCSB and we're facing Shane Beaver first game, and uh, we're the home team. And I'm like, pat my glove at short, like, yo, this is crazy, like. I've been watching this on TV my entire life. And the next thing you know, I got a freaking Lena hit at me and <laughs> so, somehow catch it and then make the toe first. I'm like, oh, you know, shit, I need to lock back in. I need to lock back in. But uh, no, I think it definitely um, helped me going in uh, to pro ball, uh, going to those spring training games, seeing all the crowds. It definitely helped. But it was it was amazing, man, the 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 planes that flew over right after the national anthem and crowd going crazy. We were the first game that year, um, so it was it was absolutely incredible. 
Yeah. That, I mean, I couldn't even imagine how crazy that would be because I've never played in an atmosphere of over 10 people. So I couldn't even imagine playing in front of thousands <laughs> and thousands of people. And let's go back to Oklahoma State. So for Oklahoma State, do you have any, like, crazy funny stories about you and the guys or, or anything in general that you feel like would be funny? Oh, jeez. Jeez. Oh, what, what could I say? What could I say? You could honestly look this video up. This is this is something hilarious. Um, so my sophomore year, we're playing Texas, and we're one, they're two in the conference, and crazy, crazy, crazy atmosphere. And we end up winning the series two out of three. And like two weeks later, they have a highlight film. Texas does, and my boy Corey Hassel, one of my best friends. Uh, they were interviewing our head coach during the game, like doing a, you know, in between inning stuff like they do in all of baseball. And my buddy gives the freaking horns down right behind oh, our coach. Oh, no. And it gives, it gives a mean-ass look. So they capture that, and they put that right before their highlight film. And we all were watching it on the bus one day, like losing our minds, thinking it was the funniest thing in the world. Because, like, we end up winning the Big 12. Like, we didn't give a shit. Like, it was just the funniest thing in the world. And he's just, and you can look it up on YouTube still. He just, it's just, they, they slow mo it and they just capture him going horns down. It was, it was priceless, man. It was hilarious. Yeah. It was I, hilarious. Have you faced, uh, we, I'm going to name you a couple of our former guests. You let me know if you played against them. Nolan Kingham. Have you ever gone to the batter's box against Nolan? I have not. Chase Sugar? Nope. Okay, never mind. I guess I'm, I'm not the brightest, so I'm, I could be way off on the years that they went there. So we'll just fuck it. We'll just ignore that whole narrative that I want to start seeing with the stuff. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I, I'm bad with names. They honestly could have been there. I'm just bad with bad with names. Honestly, <laughs> what years did they? What years did they play there? I honestly have no idea. Like I said, say earlier, I'm dumb. So we'll move on. So you get drafted. <laughs> You get drafted by the Mariners, and now you're in the minors. Yeah. And let me just say this: all right, I'm not. You're not going to say it. I'm going to say it. You have the ability to hit at every single level, which not many people can do. But let's mention something else. You also won the Gold Glove Award, which makes you maybe the first ever Gold Glove Award winner on this podcast. So congratulations on that. I don't know if this is true. There might, be there might be others. I'm not really sure. Talk about your adjustments as you kind of move up in the minor leagues and and go from level to level. Yeah, I mean, kind of when you leave college, you feel like you did all that stuff over there, and you're like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to learn more. There's nothing for me to learn anymore. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep doing my thing. And I was absolutely wrong. Like, at every level, I mean, each year, like, you just pick up on some, pick up on some, pick up on some. And, um, no, it's just like, I think you kind of, like, I've learned more on the approach side and then on the defensive side, like, to kind of taking my own routes to stuff and feel what I'm comfortable with, if that all makes sense. But um, uh, I just did a couple adjustments uh, on the infield. I shortened up my arm action. Um, I used to have a long arm action and have like two seam run. Now I can, you know, um, be really behind the ball. On the ball to my right, I try to just go get everything. It makes it easier as a more athletic play instead of stopping backhand and play and turn and throw um which in college i was a switch hitter in college and then once i got drafted after one season of um pro ball i just stuck to left-handed now i'm just a left-handed hitter um that's probably the biggest adjustment i've made so far and um getting used to left on left and uh i mean that's pretty much it and you kind of just pick up on things each year as you go yeah, and also I wanted to mention, because I saw, I, I, started, I did my homework on you, watched a couple of videos. You kind of have a massive, not even kind of, you have a massive pimp job on your home runs. When you launch a <laughs> ball, I see the bat drop and everything. Talk about that. Is that something that's predetermined before you hit a bomb? You know, you know how it is. Like when you're in the cage, you're always, you know, messing around and like, hey, last round, you know, we're letting it eat and just do your best pimp job. And me and all my boys, we should mess around do that shit all the time and i never hit home runs so like i i've hit a couple you know here and there four or five each year but i never like got double digits home runs and then um for whatever reason this year 
uh, made a just slight adjustment in my swing, and that, I think uh, things took off. And uh, I don't know, you try to just imitate Griffey and all those swings like that, and try to pimp it like them. Um, I never used to pimp home runs, and you know, after you get a couple, you get in a groove, and I don't know. I just like to drop the bat. I like to drop the bat, and that's all. All I do and take a couple, <laughs> take a few steps, just walk a couple steps, and then take off. Yeah, and I want people to look out for that next year. So when you're watching a Mariners game, I want people to look out for the little pimp job that he has going on. Because you actually you haven't hit a bomb yet in the major leagues, because obviously it's a small sample size. Let's talk about yeah. that debut of yours. You get called up. Yeah. From, you get called up from Double A, and, and you know what? You said fuck Triple A. I'm gonna go straight <laughs> to the show from Double A. You told me earlier you didn't expect this call up to happen. So what happened? Did you and how did you find out you're going to the bigs? Yeah, so it was probably the the craziest thing. It was probably the best moment of my life. So we're we're playing in the playoffs in Double A. Um, you know, trying to win it. You know, because you know you're there. Let's you know try to win that thing and party afterwards, anyways. So, uh, but we lost um in the first round and next thing you know all my all my all my mind is like as i'm walking you know season's over whatever and um the next weekend i have my boys bachelor party i'm about to go to and then austin about to go play golf and you know mess around down there and uh we have a team meeting everybody kind of says their thing and uh the last three years we've been with these guys a lot so i kind of said some at the end was like i appreciate you appreciate you guys love you guys you know uh, hope for the best and um next thing you know our manager is like that's awesome man he's like uh you know donnie do you think you can uh play two more weeks with a different team and i'm like no what are you talking about like you know this is my squad right here i love these guys and then he goes well how about seattle and i just dropped to the ground dude i just dropped to the ground like i admit it tears was coming out of my eyes and everybody just dog piled me in the middle of the locker room and it's probably the coolest moment of my life and they did the same thing for the next three guys. Um, and then my parents were at that game, honest, at, uh, at the same game we just lost. Ran to them, told them the news. Then they put us on a first-class flight the next day. Um, the three guys I was with, Kyle Lewis, Justin Dunn, and Art Warren, um, had, we had, I had no idea like they were going to call me up. Absolutely no idea. And I think Kyle Lewis and Dunn uh, knew they were, but my boy Art Warren that I was roommates with in spring training, we had no clue. We were getting ready to just pack up and go home, and they told us the news, and it was unbelievable. And then uh, we get there. I go in for a defense replacement uh, first game, and First, it was against the Reds. Um, Bauer was pitching. We were down by one run, and they said, hey, this guy gets on. Um, you're going to pinch run for him, all this, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but Seager, hey, that guy, I guess, struck out or something. There's runner on. Seager hits a bomb. So we go up one. In my first ever big league game, I go into, we're up one run. And it's a ninth inning, and I got to, you know, we got to get three outs. So that was probably the most nervous I've ever probably been on the baseball field. It felt like I was in a movie, honestly, as soon as I stepped out there. And then the next start was, uh, it was the September 11th, um, and it was against Sonny Gray. And that was probably, you know, when they announce your name and you're about to hit, that was probably you know the second coolest thing that's ever happened in my life and it was truly truly amazing yeah i wanted to mention that honestly too like what is running through your head when you step in the batter's box in your first major league baseball game that must just be the craziest feeling of all time and the most nerves you've ever felt yeah so that's what i tell everybody all the time like when i got my glove on going out for our defense replacement. And I took like the first two steps onto the field and the crowd's going crazy. We just hit a home run to go up one Seager did. And I'm running out on the field. I'm like looking around. Like, I swear, I feel like I'm in the, like in a movie, like the natural or something like that. And like, I'm running around and I'm just like, hearts beating a million miles an hour. And then D Gordon grabs me and puts his arm around me. He's like, Hey man, like breathe. (laughs) 
He's like, breathe <laughs> and relax. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. He goes, well, he goes, you deserve it, man. You belong here. Like, and that was probably the coolest thing, uh, you know, you can say to, you know, a guy that's just come up. He's like, you belong here. We're glad you're here and we got your back. And then I look over at Seeger and Seeger's like pumping his glove. Like, let's fucking go. Like, let's go. And like, just happy that I'm on the field. And, uh, and then I saw Kyle Lewis and I played with them all in double A. And he's like patting his glove, like, let's go. And seeing him, uh, it was normal to me because I always saw him behind me in the outfield. So like that kind of calmed me down. And then after the first hit, like we got a pop fly. Uh, after that, I was like, all right, let's go. I'm ready to go. Hit me one. Hit me one. But uh, the coolest thing was when Kyle Lewis got called up, everybody was waiting for him. You know, he was 11th round or 11th pick overall or something like that my yeah. year. And everybody's just staying in ovation, giving him uh, huge um, praise and stuff like that. They've been waiting for him. And so um, that was really cool to see. I'm like, man, that's, that's awesome. Like, he deserves it. He had an ACL surgery. He's been through a lot. And then, so when I get called up, I wasn't expecting that at all. And same thing happened. Like, everybody stood up, went absolutely nuts, um, stood in there. And, I, and, you know, we're not, like, running, you know, going into the playoffs or anything. We already know, like, we're already out of the playoffs. So I felt like that pressure was kind of taken off as well. Um, but as soon as I stepped in the box, and I saw Sonny Gray on the mound. I just started smiling for some reason. I was just laughing. I'm like, I can't believe I'm here right now. Like, this is unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. And then take the first pitch ball. And then the second pitch was a ball, like, up at the top of the strike zone. And I almost threw my damn back out. I swung so damn hard. <laughs> and uh, and uh, after that, I was just like, all right, we need to breathe. We need to breathe. And. You know, I end up, it was like a 10-pitch walk or something like that. So, something I'll never forget. Well, what's the biggest difference? Because, obviously, like I stated, you skipped AAA, which is honestly unheard of to be like, obviously. So, what's the biggest difference? And I'm not even talking about the baseball. I'm going to talk about the off-field shit. Like, you walk in the clubhouse, you got a full-course meal chilling for you. Is, is, what was the biggest difference for you where you're like, holy shit, I'm in the bigs? Uh, dude, I was, yeah, like, I don't think it hit us until we walked in the stadium, uh, the, with the three guys I was with that we all got called up and you see your Jersey there and everything's put up neat and nice. Um, and <laughs> the, I love food. So the coolest part was I go into the kitchen and the guys are telling me, you can order whatever you want and they'll make it for you. Uh, for lunch just order whatever you want uh, and i'm like bullshit you know like <laughs> i got like you know they're like seriously order whatever you want I, i'm i went something simple and it was like a grilled chicken sandwich with like some spicy sauce on it it was like a sandwich that all the guys they called it the seeger and it was like with avocado so it was just crazy uh just awesome sandwich but uh yeah and it was just like anything you want and then they got all the coffee that you want all the gatorade all all the like um energy drinks like anything you want they got in there and uh i mean that was that was ridiculous and then i remember in baltimore we get done with the game and they got crab legs for everybody like everybody's just <laughs> cracking open the crab legs like i'm like what the what the fuck am i doing right now like what am i where am I? Like, is Baltimore had the best food in the world, um, which was really random, but it was uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, it's crazy, and everybody's just asking for your autograph and stuff like that. It's crazy. I have I have a bone to pick with two things. First of all, that your number in the big leagues, thirty one. I mean, come on, what, what's going on yeah. there? Why are you number thirty one? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm about to you know take a handoff. And run up the middle. <laughs> no, it, I thought we would be able to pick our number. I had no idea. And then uh, I think Kyle Lewis showed me or something, and like they already have our our numbers picked out. I'm like, oh, well, what is it? And 31. I'm, I just started laughing, but dude, I, I didn't care. I mean, I mean, it was I could have been 78, and I didn't give a shit. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah, and there's another thing that I have a bone to pick with. Not many are gonna. Not many are gonna fight for you like this. 
I'll be honest. This is something that kind of pissed me off. How you're not verified on Instagram and Twitter? Is that is that a personal source <laughs> or, or, or what's going on there? Why aren't you verified on both those accounts? You're a big. Ah, uh, uh, dude. I I mean, I don't really care. And to be honest, I'm the guy that really doesn't give a you know shit about that stuff. I mean, verified or not, um, dude. I I mean, can I have it. I can care. I can care less. <laughs> Yeah, you, you want to get verified? Yeah, or if you're verified, yeah, I don't get it. I don't give a damn. <laughs> that you know, like I was saying, it's actually crazy. Like you played in the big league. I, I don't know. Maybe get someone who can look at the stat for me. Are you the first big leaguer ever to make his debut and not be verified? That might be something we have to look into. I, I, this might be something. That, this is something you, groundbreaking news. You might. I mean, I, I guess it's a huge deal. I need to talk to my agent about it. And get verified real quick and. Maybe I'll get my my numbers up on there. Yeah, it's it's honestly it doesn't make any sense to me, and it's like you're like <laughs> much like you're the same as like a fan. You're, but I'll, I, I'll, I'll do it for you. How about that? I'll get it done for you. I'll make sure I'm verified before the season starts. Okay, then I'll say this national nightmare is over. Donnie's not Donnie's verified on Twitter and Instagram, which is bananas that you are. Yeah, I, I mean. That's on me. That's on me. I'll make sure I get that done. There's also something that I wanted to talk about is that you played for maybe the funniest, one of the funniest teams besides the Montgomery Biscuits. You played for the Mondesto Nuts in the minor yeah. leagues. What in yeah. what what is with the team name? Is there a mascot? What's going on with all that? Dude, yeah, we have a cashew and a peanut, and uh, <laughs> and it's literally Modesto, California. I mean, it it is the worst part of California by far. I mean, where the stadium is, I bet there's places outside of it, but where the stadium is, it is by far the worst part of California. I mean, there's a nine-hole course right by the stadium where there's 20 crackheads and homeless people just sleeping there, and they just stay there. They just stay there, and they're, that's where they're chilling. And, like, after a game – I got to make sure I don't hit one of them because they're rolling around in the street after a game. It's, it's the biggest joke um, <laughs> ever. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. The first thing, the first thing that they got there, they're like, don't go left. Like there's a, you know, when you pull into the stadium, you go left and get, go in the parking lot. But on the way out, they said, do not go left. Whatever you do, do not go left. And of course our dumbasses want me and my friend, we went to go get something at the gas station right for a bus trip. And he's got this, he's got this challenger. Yeah. Dip, freaking shoe, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, we pull in and he's got this nice challenger and we pull up and everybody's looking at us. Oh, it's just rough area. Rough. Just like, yo, what is going on? Like everybody's staring at us. You got the nicest car. Um, at, like it's, it was, I was scared shitless for like about 10 minutes. I'm like, yo, we got to get out of here. Like, let's in and out. And uh, thank God it was during the day at nighttime. I don't think we would have made it. But yeah, Modesto, Modesto, California, dude, there was gunshots going off during our game. Gunshots. You're kidding. You're kidding me. There's no way. I swear. I swear. <laughs> Kyle Lewis was right, right behind me. We hear a bang, bang, bang. Like, and I'm looking. I'm like, is that for real? Like, that wasn't fireworks. Like, that was for real. He goes, yeah. Gunshots literally going off in like fifth inning. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's so minor league baseball. It's crazy. Like, do you have a funny story of like a town that you visited? Obviously, Modesto, but just like a, a funny town you visited or like a shitty hotel you stayed at in the minor leagues? Oh, gosh. Dude, we, we had to play in Stockton and we didn't even stay there. We just commuted there because Stockton is so bad. They didn't even let us stay there. So we went to Stockton. And the same thing, you go down to downtown, I mean, it's the most homeless people I've ever seen in my life. And we just go down there, come straight back. The worst hotel, though, Lake Elsinore. Lake Elsinore is a hotel. I swear, it's a, it's a, it's a little casino and hotel, but it's like, it's those outdoor ones. So as soon as you walk out your front door, you're already outside, like on the balcony, just like motel-looking ones. Yeah, and each the two years that I went there, um, uh, I got just mad, like bad, sick, super, super sick, and 
um, that just the hotel rooms were ratchet and everything. And I mean, it's it's somewhere I'm dead ass serious for like they got to be shooting films in there, like like it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's just mat. It is nasty. It is nasty, and the food's awful. The stadium though, Lake Elsinore is like down the streets. Unbelievable, it's huge, massive, awesome like crowds all the time. Great stadium, great place to play. But the hotel, dude, it was so bad, so so bad. Was that one of the biggest things you were kind of like excited for when you went to the big leagues? Like, holy shit! Like I'm staying in five star places now. Like where I'm not, there's not roaches all everywhere in the hotel. Oh yeah, the biggest joke was they had this uh, the four host or four star hotel in Baltimore. I forget the name of the hotel, but I walk in and I go into the bathroom, and there's a TV implanted into the mirror. Like I'm brushing my brushing my teeth, and I can watch ESPN. And I'm like, dude, yo, I just left the minor leagues where it was just a dump. Like, just like I said, Lake Elsinore, I'm, I'm throwing up and freaking having diarrhea because I'm so sick and food poisoning or whatever. And having to go through that. And I'm, I'm here now. Like that was, I was um, unbelievable. Yeah. I might have to buy a Modesto hat. Cause I'm looking at it right now online and incredible logo. Everyone listening yeah. to this, you should probably invest in the, in like the hat. It's banana. It's unreal. Absolutely. Absolutely. All my boys from high school, um, they all got one. Like one of them got the jersey. It says nuts on it. And uh, <laughs> no, it, you know, you look back and it's like, yeah, it's shitty, whatever. But I mean, it makes just great memories, man. Great memories. And we won it that year. We won it my, my first full season. So it was sick. So you're a champion, a gold glover. I mean, you've all star, and actually, I, I thank God I mentioned all star because you played in an all in two all star games, I believe, in the minors. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. One of them was in your hometown or close to your hometown. How cool was that no. to kind of play in front of the hometown faithful? No, hometown, man. It was the hometown. I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I mean, the amount of people I had there—that was probably one of the special moments of my life, and. uh Seeing family and friends there, high school buddies, college buddies, just going crazy, you know. And, um, and they they did it right. They put us in a uh, was it River Spirit Hotel, and so everybody's going to the casino afterwards, getting crazy. And um, no, that was pretty special, absolutely. So what happens? What happens when you get named to an All Star team? Because we had a guy earlier, Taryn. He was he won the MVP of the minor leagues. Like he got MVP of high A and he didn't even get anything. Like they said they were gonna send him stuff and they didn't send him anything. When you get named to the all star team, is there like a big is it a big like uh, do they give you stuff or is it just no, just be here at this time you're an all star? Yeah, no, they uh they so when you get to the hotel room, um, you go uh you know, check in of course and all that stuff, and they have this room where you go by and they give you like all this free stuff. Um, they give you like um, six pack of beer and then they give you like a speaker, some shades, t-shirts, um, an all-star like cup. Uh, they give you a few things. I was actually pretty cool this past year. And then, um, then you get to the, uh, the field and like the all-star jersey you get. Um, and the drillers had a sick one, so you get, you get to keep that. Um, so yeah, they did it right. They did a, they did a lot of stuff for us. Yeah. They did us. They, uh, we went, we did top golf like the night before. It was sick. So the minor leagues aren't, isn't, isn't as advertised most of the time. Some of the times you're living lavish in the minor leagues. Is that right? Oh, uh, triple A you are. Double A is, you know, it's better. High A, you're grinding. Low A, you're grinding. Short season, you're grinding. Rookie ball, you're grinding. But and, you, uh, and you've been through it all. You've been through all. Except no, Triple A, obviously. Uh, I I miss Low A as well. So I miss Low A and Triple A. Wow, I mean that's just impressive. I, this guy just mashes at every level. And let's go back to your big. <laughs> league, let's go back to your big league debut because your big league debut. You, I don't think I don't know if it was your debut. You hit a little. They had the shift going on. You hit a little oppo single past the third base talk about that yeah as uh so the first night um i went over two i went i had a walk 
and then I struck out against Sonny Gray on a two-seamer that moved five feet. That's the thing about the baseballs. New baseballs, you can hit them far, but they move just like a shit ton. And so, and then struck out, and then I lined out um, to left field. Uh, what could have been my first hit, but they ran it down. But they were throwing some splitters uh, the night before. I knew I was going to get them again. And so I was trying to just see something elevated, not, nothing above my hands. And I knew something, if I was thinking the other way, uh, I could be on time for that splitter. And luckily he threw me one and I saw the line in it and just try to slap it the other way. Um, but that, that's something they did to me early in the minor leagues. And then uh, I figured, you know, I better start hitting the ball the other way and uh, start working on that. And so um, I didn't actually see that. I like, some teams are different than others, but uh, for the most part, I didn't have a shift on me uh, throughout the season. But it was interesting seeing it against the Reds. You know, they got every freaking number and statistic in the book, so they're just going to follow it. Yeah, exactly. And the thing that's so cool about your Major League debut is it's just like the moment you're kind of running down that base. And if you can watch the video, it's obviously on YouTube. And just you look over at your first base coach, and I, what was going through your head when you rounded first base? You're like, I just got a fucking hit in, in the major league. <laughs> no, it was uh, honestly, it's like probably what most people say. I couldn't feel my body. Um, like, I, as soon as I hit it, I saw him dive. I like tightened up real quick. And then when it got <laughs> past, I like, I just couldn't feel, I, I couldn't feel myself. I couldn't feel the ground. I felt like I was just floating and rounding first base. And then uh, you see all your boys in the dugout and going nuts and all the guys going in the dugout going crazy. And then uh, I was just making sure I didn't mess a sign the next thing. That was like what I'm just trying to focus on. Like if you gave me a steel, steel sign or whatever. And so, yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. It's unbelievable. Where is the ball? Where's the first hit ball? It's at my house. At my house, my parents, um, in our in our game room with our all our sports memorabilia. Damn, I could. It, did they do? Did they try to do the trick where they said they lost the ball? They threw it up to the fan with you, or they just they they kept it cool? <laughs> oh no, they kept it cool. They kept it cool. The the coolest part was Seeger came up huge. He like got the the lineup card and um, signed it or whatever and framed it. Um, and put it in my locker like a few days later. So I got a nice, nice like, um, like picture frame, and they put the the, the lineup uh, where I got my first hit and who it was against, and I have that at home. So it's it's pretty cool. So Corey Seager is a great guy. I want actually, I was about to ask you about him and D Gordon. What are they? What are they like in the locker room? They the jesters? They the funny guys or what? Oh yeah, Kyle Seeger is awesome. Um, he knows when to joke around and not. Like he's he's awesome. Uh, and then D Gorn, he's hilarious. And like, I mean, I couldn't ask for two better guys to just you know like show me the ropes on everything. And they were just like, as soon as I got there, gave me a big old hug. Um, was happy I was here. If you need anything, I got you. All this stuff. So they they were awesome, man. Um, they were awesome. So, yeah, I actually saw in an interview that you also said that you were like a very superstitious guy. What is a couple things that you do before games that makes you so like very, very, very superstitious? I got to have the, the same undershirt on every game. Uh, if I'm rolling, like I'm doing well, it's got to be the same batting gloves, same socks. Um, but I, I've always done this since even since like college. Um my grandma, we call, I call her my nana, my dad's mom, she lives by herself, and she is 80 years old, and I give her, I shoot her a text, just, you know, just like as a good luck kind of thing, just kind of checking she, she, uh, checking to see how she's doing, you know, just give a little hello to my nana, and she gives something back um, to kind of hype me up the best she can, and then that's what I do before every game. I either shoot her a text or give her a phone call. There it is. Family man. I respect that. You're just the kind of guy. Yeah. Kind of, you're just a, you're an average guy. I, I actually want to. 
let's just try this, actually. In the spring training, you shoot me a text before a game, and let's see how that goes. <laughs> just shoot me a bomb, and I'll be like, listen, you, you are the GOAT. You mash in the batter's box. You're going to kill it today. And then if you kill it, you'll have to stick to it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little shout-out on Twitter. And then you tweet back to me. There it is. There it is. And you're actually, you're, honestly, you're private on Twitter, too. Is there a reasoning for that? Dude, I did. I'm telling you, I'm so, like, not tech savvy at all. So, like, half the time, I don't even know what I'm doing with my so phone. So, you're just a southerner, man. You're just a you're just a local Oklahoma cowboy that just likes to just likes to dip, drink beer, and just shoot soda cans <laughs> in the backyard. I I I just keep it low key. I'm as you know, um, I'm just very just low key. Just minimal. I don't you know. I get I get hyped every now and then, of course. But like, I just I like to chill, man. Out off the field, I'm just you know I'm chilling. Yeah, and, and you're a couple of weeks away from spring training. Is it, is it going to be a little bit different for you just based off of the fact that obviously you had a small sample size that, hey, man, like I, I'm, I'm technically a big leaguer here. Like, is it going to be a little bit different? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, of course, I haven't been to big league camp yet. Um, but, you know, going up there for three weeks um, at the end of the season with the big league club and getting to know everybody – I think I'll be more, like, calm, for sure. Um, but, you know, just going in there, try to win a spot and uh, do anything I can help help the team win. Yeah, and I want to warn you about something, because in Seattle, they get a little bit of a bad rap for this. When the Blue Jays are in town, I'm just going to let you know, that's Blue Jays country I, when the Jays are in I, town. I've seen it, man. I watched a game on TV, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is a home game for the Blue Jays. Like, this is wild. Yeah, wow. it is. Like, how, how many Blue Jays fans and non-Seattle fans there are at this game? It, was, it blew my mind. See, the thing about that is what people actually don't know about is, is like, Seattle's so close to British Columbia in Canada. So, instead of them going to Toronto, they just go to the Seattle games, obviously, to watch those games. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. I, I also wanted to ask you about someone. I think you play with them. I don't know. Like I said earlier, I'm not the brightest. Jared Kellenick. Is that how you say it? Yes, sir. Yes, what sir. I like? play with He's Jared Kellenick. For people who don't know, this guy is the number one ranked prospect in the whole Mariners system. Not a big deal. Whatever. What is he like? Uh, you know, this kid, I mean, he does not lack confidence at all. I mean, he's he's very mature for his age. That's what I'll say about him. Because he would come into the the big league spring training games, backing up the games, and it looked like, you know, it it didn't phase him. Like he's, you know, he's in this big league game with a huge crowd, and he's 19 years old, and you know, he's spitting on pitches like a not a normal, you know, 19 year old would do. And he's just a sweet swinging lefty outfielder who can run. Um, but he's confident, man, and I and I think he does it to be funny too. He just would, well, uh, talk shit here and there a little bit, but not like you know too much. But he's he's a good guy to have on your side because um, he's a gamer, dude. He he knows how to play the game. I'll, like I'll be honest, this guy looks like a dog. Like he looks like he doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> hey, that just looks like he's nasty. That's him. That he does not give a shit. He's. He doesn't care what anybody thinks about him. He's going in there and he he just wants to dominate you. That's it. He go he's and he's the he's a freaky like like got this crazy six pack jacked out of his mind, strong ass kid. And uh no, he's he's gonna be legit one day for sure. He's just one of those guys, like I mentioned this with Glass now a couple episodes ago, he just has it all going for him. Like, I'll be honest, he's a man missile. Very good looking, and he's nasty at baseball. <laughs> I, would pay to, I would pay to see what this guy's DMs are like, probably, because it's just a <laughs> thing. Yeah, dude, he's, uh, he's, he's been blessed, that's for sure. He's been blessed. Some guys just got it all, man. He's one of the guys. I'm actually going to announce this right now. He's on the, the big fish. We need this guy on the podcast. Jared, if you're listening, let's make this shit happen. This would be a great collaboration. And you, I might have to wear a suit for this interview so I can just meet up to your looks on the expectation scale because this is insane. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, he definitely needs to be on for sure. <laughs> and, yeah, let's go back to that. So let's go back to spring training. Is there anything you kind of have expectation-wise going into big league camp this year as a guy that played earlier, that's played in the main, major leagues? No, they just said come ready, uh, either play second or shortstop. Um, um, so, I mean, that's all they've told me. Uh, and just honestly try to win a spot, man, like, and try to go get it. And they told me come ready, like, like game, like season ready, kind of once I get into spring training, um, like arms in shape, uh, bodies yeah. in shape and everything like that. So I'm all there now. I'm just ready to go, man. I'm ready to roll. I'm itching. I'm itching to go. Yeah, and no, there it is. I mean, the biggest thing with the, with you is that I want to call out MLB Scouting Bureau. It says that Donnie Walton has a below-average arm. No, 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 no. Above-average <laughs> arm, major league shortstop. We're stopping that narrative right now. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, that, you know, uh, you can't you can't listen to all the noise out there, man. That's why I'm not a you know big social media guy because now all there is is scouts saying all this um, uh, crazy shit on Twitter or anything like that. So you just you put that outside noise out of uh, out of your head and just go play. Yeah, and there, there, obviously you've kind of gained the notice of like the big league guys or any like. All those guys, for instance, even like major leagues, you you played last year in the majors from Double A. Do you kind of feel the hype that's a little bit behind you, just based off the fact that you weren't even a ranked prospect last year, and now you've kind of moved into the top thirty ranked prospects with the Mariners? You know, I, you you, you kind of can notice that and see that because it's already you know blown out of you know proportion and then all that stuff. And there's definitely an edge, like. When I got drafted, I was a senior sign, fifth round, um, and I wanted to prove people that they, they made a mistake, and uh, um, they made a mistake the year before, um, not drafting me early, and you kind of have that edge. You got to have that edge, or you're not going to make it, and um, so, yeah, I, I, I feel like I can be an everyday guy in the big leagues, and um, that's what I'm striving for, and um and just trying to enjoy it each day at a time oh yeah that that is honestly a very politically correct answer and i love it i love the politically correctness from you. you're just a stay-at-home guy that everyone's gonna love listening to this podcast because we're just like you you're just the kind of guy that can you like you respect the family you don't care about social media you're kind of living in the 1970s which is fine we'll work on that i want to be your, i want to be your i want to be your social media guy we might have to work on that a little bit yeah we can hype it up a little bit man you know we can hype it. I just show all my actions on the field. Um, you can pro- you can probably see my personality more on the field than on the social uh, social media acts, uh, point of it. I'm a I'm a guy that loves to get the team riled up before, do some crazy shit, and try to have fun with it. And then uh, you know when you're on that field, it's time to win, man. At all, at all costs, do anything to help your team win, go all out. And uh, you know that's how I was taught to play, and um, I'm not gonna stop. We're going to have to maybe look into you ripping smelling salts pregame. We're a smelling salt <laughs> podcast. We're a smelling salt podcast that fires the boys up. We're going to look into it for you. No, you need to get that club club music going in the locker room and just going crazy. That, that's, not, that's something we did in double A. We just get the speaker system full blown out, you know, and just get everybody crazy and um, um, getting ready for the game. You got to make it fun, man, as you play too many games. So you're so you're the kind of guy that's firing the crew up pregame. You're you're pretending you're a DJ in the clubhouse. I'm one of those guys. I don't have the music honestly all the time, but you know if, if I see the team, you know, kind of like you know it's it's quiet. You know, I don't like I don't like it being quiet, man. It's time to time to enjoy it, have fun, and you know, got to be a little crazy. Okay, this is the second last question because I want I want to break some news here. Let's announce this right here, Donnie. What will be your walk-up song for the 2020 season? Let's break it right now. Gosh, dude. You're putting me on the spot, man. I don't figure it out until, like, right before the season. But I'll give you a couple that I've done. And I love the song Return of the Mac. I've done Return of the Mac uh, by Mark Morrison. Have you heard that? Electric, electric Return of the Mac. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then... uh, 
I've done uh, Let's Groove Tonight by Earth, Wind, and Fire. I've done Get Down On It. Uh, yeah, who's by? No, Get Down On It. Yep. You know that song. Uh, great right? tune. Great tune. Uh, I've done Skywalker last year just because I think it was just a cool-ass song. Uh, Sugar Sugar. I've done that one. Uh, gosh. I know, and I actually in college, you know the, you know that TV show, all that you growing up on the, you remember that show? What all show? That? No, no, we're it, Canadian podcast. All that. Oh, no. Golly, it's a good ass theme song. That's why you might have to look it up. It's all right. I, um, I have a suggestion for you because earlier I said I don't know if it, it was on this this recording, but I think you should be nicknamed the Cowboy, so I think your welcome song should be that Kid Rock song, the, like the Cowboy song, where he says, I'm a cowboy baby, or whatever. That'd be electric. Oh, I like that. I like that. I do. I like that. I might have to go with that. Um, just, <laughs> just a shout-out for the, the, the college, for the school. There it is. Yeah, you got, you got to shout out Oklahoma State. This is my last question here. What are your goals for next, like for next year, or even the start of next year, do you plan to? Do you hope? Is your main goal to start the next year with the Seattle Mariners? So, I mean, that's like I said before. Um, you go into the spring training, trying to make the team. Um, but I mean, you got to set high goals for yourself. Uh, like I said, I feel like I can play this game for a very long time. Um, I can be an everyday guy. I feel like. Honestly, you can be an MVP guy and um, and make an all-star team in the big leagues. Like That's where I see myself as. And um, I think if you set high goals like that, it's just going to help you, you know, um, work just as hard to get there. Um, I think we have great players on their team. Uh, another guy, J.P. Crawford, he's been awesome. He, who helped me out uh, a lot when I was up there. Um, uh, you know, it's competitive. Uh, there's nothing, nothing given to you. So that's all I can say, man. I got high goals for myself. Um, I think, like I said, play in the big league for a long time. And, and my thoughts right now, my goal right now is to go win a job uh, in spring training. Yeah, there it is. That, that's the goal. And my goal for you specifically <laughs> is to increase social media game. And if you make the Mariners, when you come to Toronto – we got a we maybe a little cactus club on me, me and you. We'll rip, we'll rip up the city. Me and you, just just two, just two above our athletes going at it. We're gonna have to link up for sure. Absolutely. If I'm in Toronto, uh, if I'm in Toronto, we gotta go get a beer or something. There it is. Yeah, beer on me when you come to Toronto. Cactus club, maybe Nomad. Shout out Jonathan Harvey. Shout out Michael Harvey. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. We'll go to Nomad's bar when you come to Toronto. And there you have it, Donnie Walton. Future everyday major league star. I'm fired up for his future, man. Thank you. Donnie the Cowboy Walt Walton. Thank you for helping on this podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Official Unofficial Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. Thank you.